Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening to us today, by the way. I appreciate it. And, yes, the last conversation, Josh and I talked through the, you know, top-of-the-hour break there, Josh from uh, Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. And, yeah, there is a, you know, believe it or not, on the DPF emission side of the fence for diesels, there are still a lot of folks out there that make delete kits and so on. No, they are not legal. How these guys are getting by even selling them in the first place, I have no idea. Would I do that? Um, only for off-road use only. I mean, if you had a farm and you were using it off-road only, you weren't using it on the road. You know, you're you know you're up in the mountains, all you know, all you know, off-road stuff, etc. Or if you're racing the truck, of course, that's a whole different ball game and so on. And there's there's some folks out there, by the way, that do do some of these things we're talking about. But yeah, if you if you've still got warranty left, especially and in those sorts of things. And, you know, you've got, you know, you're running around having to get an emissions test, so on. No, you just, you can't do it. But they are dropping but like mad. I've, last two years, I've watched a bunch of kids that were out there. That aren't there anymore. You know, well, the EPA's sites. cracking down. Yeah, that, they're coming to places all over the place and, yep. and pointing to the trucks. And they're like, everyone out there, that's ten grand you are going to owe us if you right. did it. So there, there is that risk. So even those, those of you that are thinking about doing that, even if you've got an off-road vehicle, you better make darn sure it's not licensed, registered, things like that. Because if they ever come along and check you and determine that you violated that law, yeah, they could, even you individually, they could slap a fine on you. And if you're a shop, I mean, there, I, I don't know of a shop that's going to do that. There, there isn't any, no. any, any, any name uh, brand shops, that's probably not the right way to say it, any reputable shops that are out there that do not want to have any issues are not going to do that it's not worth it they're yeah. just not going to yeah so this this ends up having to be a you know an owner type thing and again you really need to watch that because the the repercussions are not worth it but i will tell you with fuel prices the way they are right now and having a you know 50 60 70 cent a gallon jump on diesel fuel in a lot of parts of the country is it going to become more enticing for some of these guys that are that are running around with diesel trucks to do so absolutely it's going mm-hmm. to be it, it will drive some folks to do some of what i'm talking about and I'm all, all i'm saying is you know just be careful because yes it will raise your fuel economy five miles to the gallon pretty easily i mean you can take a truck that's 16 18 miles a gallon a day and put it into the low 20s no problem it will and it will pay for itself so it, it is something that is is out there and and will it will it increase the fuel economy which you know this goes back to a whole bigger conversation on then why is the EPA making guys do this in the, in the first place when it's knowingly making these vehicles not get as good a fuel economy? It's an emissions reducer only. It's, it's a NOx reduction is the only reason they're doing it, plain and simple. There's no other reason behind it. That's it. It's the only reason. Am I right? Right. And the class I was in on Tuesday, they were talking about how, you know, now if you run out of DF fluid, 
they'll put you down to five miles an hour on these trucks. Down to, oh, really? So if yeah. you run out of def, you're down to five miles an hour. Yep, until you get resurface it. But why don't we do this? But wow. <laughs> that was the big discussion in the class on Tuesday night on all those systems. Um, yeah. It, uh, let's just say that it's not fair. Right. Probably the best way for me to say that with what Josh just said a moment ago. Yeah, it, it, it's not fair. It's, uh, it's a situation where we've got two different sets of standards. Mm-hmm. And no, it's not fair. And this is true with the commercial. Uh, you know, you guys are driving commercially and so on. There's certain things that you have to do that, that no one else has to do on the car side. You know, somebody just, just uh, texted a moment ago and said, you know, trucker's mantra when I retire and buying an RV and camping in the left lane. Yeah, case in point. You can be a, you know, retired individual uh, well into your 70s or 80s. You can go out and buy a 40-foot pusher diesel motorhome, put a, a trailer behind it that's, you know, when it's all said and done, your gross vehicle weight rating is, is really, you know, getting up there, and yet you have a regular driver's license to drive that. There's no CDL required. That's my beef. Right. Those guys are literally in the same boat that anybody else in the commercial side would have to be having a lot more inspections and safety things and licenses and so on. And yet you can go hop in that motorhome and literally drive wherever you want to with no problem. Mm-hmm. That's what my parents have a Greyhound bus that's converted licensed as an RV. And you let my dad drive that thing. Anywhere he wants to. Anywhere he wants to. And it's to. all legal. It's all legal. Hey, and by the way, I'm not saying that that's right, wrong, or otherwise. It, it just is what it is. I'm not saying some of the folks that are driving those aren't capable of driving them, but I can tell you this. There's a lot of folks that climb into those for the very first time that have never even been inside of a diesel truck in their life mm-hmm. and yet can hop in that thing and drive down the road Yep, very true. and have no issues. So, anyways, just, just a side note. Scott in Colorado Springs, you're up next. Hey, John. I'm a big fan. I listen to you every single day. Well, thank you. You and Andy are hilarious. Well, thank you. I, Appreciate that. When you guys were talking about that health care lady that had retired or quit or whatever a couple of weeks ago, and Andy mentioned that he wondered if the house fell on her. I just thought that was a riot. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm a big fan of listener Joe. Love that guy. Joe's a great Same guy. He's solid. How does a person get a hold of him? Because he's one of those guys that has information on everything. He does, and we you know, we chat back and forth all the time. So anybody out there listening, if you ever want to know something from Joe, just send me an email or text me, and I'll get it to Joe. And, and yeah, okay. Joe's a great guy, really solid. Okay. I've got a question. I've got an 07 uh, Ford F-150, and I want to get front and back bumpers, um, new ones, and uh, some of the, like the, the piece of this plastic that goes above the bumper where the uh, hood comes down and then underneath it where the tow deals are. Is there, I think there's a place called CertiFit in Denver. There is. Um, is there any other place? or is, do you, What do you think about those guys? CertiFit? That's fine. Yeah, nothing wrong with their stuff. Now, I will tell a lot of you that are listening, and even the collision centers out there will even say this. CertiFit, uh, how do I want to say this, Josh? While a lot of their products are very good and very solid, they're just like any other aftermarket type part that you would go buy. The same type of components that we're talking about when it comes to brake pads and alternators and so on. And, and I say it this way because brake pads, alternators, and so on on most cars are not made by the manufacturer. Those are all bought by somebody, you know, Bosch, Bendix, whoever it happens to be, and they're put on that car. It's an RFP. Somebody comes out with the bid and they get it and they're now supplying that part. When it comes, though, Scott, to body parts, most manufacturers, if not all, 
are making their own components. There may be a few okay. exceptions when it comes to bumpers and things like that, because, yes, there's a company out there. In fact, the guy that owns the Jaguars football team, he's a guy that owns the company that does a lot of the supplying to the manufacturers when it comes to bumpers and fascias and things like that. Outside of that, though, when it comes to you know sheet metal, body panels, and so on, it's why a lot of insurance companies will demand that you go back to the OE to get those particular parts because the aftermarket is not going to be exactly the same and it's definitely not going to be the same quality. Does that mean the fit and finish won't be the same? Not necessarily, but it may not crumple and do the things that it needs to do from the factory that their other body parts will do. Now, when it comes to buying bumpers, fascias, things like that, is there a big issue buying the sort of part? No, not at all, none. Is there any other place that you know of that you could recommend other than them? Anymore, there's not a ton of them doing it. I'm not in the collision world anymore, Scott. So uh, it's uh, used to be Keystone, which is part of LKQ. LKQ now, which is doing CertiFit stuff as well. Yeah. So it, it, there's been a lot of consolidation in that world, Scott. Okay. And then one more question on the lights. You know, I've got the the plastic lenses. Um, they're like totally fogged up, and I remember months ago you guys discussing that, but I can't remember what product you took. Well, I okay. As far as getting them clean, good luck. Novus has some product. In fact, there's lots of products on the market. Well, we have found though, Josh and I together have found over the years, very few of those work and will last. You can okay. get them all polished up, make them look nice, and put clear coat. And there's all sorts of videos and so on on them. And there's a lot of guys out there that'll tell you that yeah, we'll get them good and clean, and they'll stay that way. I will tell you, Scott. Even Josh is shaking his head. No, I haven't seen any of them last. You know, okay, okay. Only way to make it last is to get a product called Plastics, and it's a Meguiar's product. But you have to keep those headlights washed all the time, and you have to keep reapplying this about every other month. And then you can keep them clear. But it becomes a pain. Yeah, the second you go through most commercial car washes, they fog up too because it it cuts okay. all that stuff right off too. And do you have F one fifty or two fifty? F one fifty. So I just am looking up. There is actually pretty decent selection of parts now because it's getting old enough lmc truck okay who does a lot they do a lot of things for older trucks restorations things along those lines they, they actually believe it or not you know bumpers and mirrors and lenses and lights and so on they've actually got a good selection of that for your truck scott where, where are they located? They're, it's a, it's a website. It's all, you know, we used oh, to call okay. mail order back in the day, but it's all, you order it, they ship it right to your door, and it's L-M-C, so LarryMaryCharlesTruck.com. Thank you so much, John. I just can't tell you the enjoyment I, I listen to. I even listen to the reruns on the weekend. Well, thank you, Scott. Wait, no, I appreciate that very, very much. Believe me. Okay, thanks for the You're very welcome, Scott. Also along those lines, before I forget, Napa on the lens side of it, not all lenses, but they will have some lenses as well. Headlights especially, they will have, and their quality, by the way, is as good as anybody's out there. Yeah. I, I feel it's top-notch. You won't have any problems on that side. Now, they will not have all the things LMC has. Napa will not. But if you can buy it from Napa locally, that's much, much easier. Go down and buy it. You, great return policy, all that. Much easier than buying it on the Internet as far as that goes. So that's one other uh, uh, one other avenue that you've got as well. All right, Dennis, hang tight, and Jeff as well. Guys, don't go anywhere. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Take advantage of Gina's European car special on your Audi, Volkswagen, or BMW. 
This month, save $30 on any repair or maintenance of $300 or more. For over 38 years, Gino's Auto Service has been serving customers along the front range. Gino's works on American, Asian, and European models. At Gino's, we are big believers in catching problems before they start. By following your manufacturer's recommended service dates, you will keep your car performing and get the most out of your vehicle. To make your life simpler, Gino's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Take advantage of Gino's European Car Special this month and save $30 on any repair or maintenance of $300 or more. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. Don't say anything and don't give any information that is asked. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents. So put this number into your phone, 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa a Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, and Dennis, you've been holding the longest. Go ahead, Dennis. Hey, good morning, John. How are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? Good as can be expected, considering, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> uh, you got faith, you got hope. That's what counts. That's right. You betcha. I, I just wanted to comment. I've, I've had a fifth wheel up at, up at uh, one of these RV dealers for almost a year now to get work done on it. Jeez. But uh, yeah, it's it's it's. We won't go into it. But my I've got word, it. that's forever. It is. It really is, and they keep. They don't care. They don't care. Evidently not. Given it that long, at no. least you, I, are they charging you storage, Dennis? <laughs> no, they're. Uh, it's all warranty work, but they uh, they apparently don't know what they're doing and the turnover and everything else. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It, you wouldn't believe the story I got for you if you ever. That is crazy. No, people. I you know yeah. I actually wouldn't mind hearing that. That's just crazy. That's ridiculous, yeah. actually. Yeah, 
on the leveling system, and I went to pick it up last week. They said it was ready, and the leveling system hadn't even been repaired. Oh, my word. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it is unbelievable. And a lot of people are dealing with it, I guess. But the uh, my point was I got, I've got i got a 3,500 and pull 36-foot trailer, which is enough for me, fifth wheel. Okay. And uh, while I was up there, I climbed behind the wheel of a 42-foot bus, diesel pusher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't see how anybody has any reason to drive those without a little training. I mean, I've driven tractors. I've driven a lot of different equipment, but that was intimidating. It is intimidating. Those things, you sit behind, yeah, you sit behind the wheel of one of those without knowing what you're doing, climb in it and just go. I, I don't understand people doing that. Even I really when, don't. They should have a license. Yeah, even when you haven't driven one in a year and then all of a sudden you get behind it, the first... 30 minutes for me is pretty intimidating well, same is true dennis even with you and your your travel trailer and and your you know your one ton you're hauling it with i mean even that takes you you know a good 15 20 minutes once that trailer is behind you if you haven't had it on there for a year or so it's the same situation there as well it's no different mm-hmm. no it takes a little getting used to yeah i mean guys that do really it every good. day that's one thing but guys that only take that thing out you know three four months out of the year yeah that first you know trip or two takes a little bit of you know getting back used to it you're correct you bet it does and something that size i can't imagine trying to take some places but i i uh i know but those are the rules we have Mm -hmm. oh yeah i know it is they should have a special license for them though just for i don't know when i get to be 80 you won't dennis i'm not arguing you know my you guys all know my feelings (laughs) on i'm not arguing that at all i i'm one that feels like you're going you're gonna to hop in something that large as a even a regular consumer driver. Yes, I think there needs to be a better checks and balance than we have. Now, I, I agree. To say all, to say all that to say this, uh, I will say you rarely hear of any large, you know, granted maybe it's just not publicized, but it's not like you hear every day about somebody having an accident and killing people and having problems. So, No, the, the most you ever hear that while I'm out there talking with these guys is they're so long they take a tight turn they shouldn't. Yeah. yeah, and it's more, more damage on them than it is anything else. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, good one. So, yeah, good point. But but I wanted to make a quick mention, a pet peeve of mine with these aftermarket parts and these car warranty places. Okay. And they advertise how much money they save everybody. They replace my engine, my transmission. First, I'd like to know how much money they spent uh, with a policy over an amount of time. And... Second, those places use aftermarket parts or use rebuild parts. They don't guarantee to use OEM parts. True. When Good they're point. doing a repair, so. You're correct. I, I stay away from them. Yeah, absolutely. But read the fine print. Yes, <laughs> you are correct, Dennis. God bless, gentlemen. Have a good day. You too. You. God bless you too, Dennis. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. Uh, Jeff in Steamboat Springs. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, we're just enjoying a good snowstorm here. Thankfully, we're getting some. To- nice finish out the ski season nothing wrong with that we'll take it i I got a couple of uh suggestions that and one thing back in the 50s and 60s i can remember high-end general motor cars had an automatic uh bright dimmer when somebody came if you had your bright side you did Mm -hmm. yep and they uh automatically dim i think you had to turn them back up bright. still a great feature today not all cars have them but the ones that do it's a fabulous feature oh i'd love it on mine but my uh, uh, problem today is, uh, you know, I told you I picked up a 2002 Audi all-road with a manual. Right. Um, i got to give you the history of it. Over the holidays of downtown here in Steamboat Shopping, my wife, she went into a shop. I stayed in the car. She came back out. I tried to start. It wouldn't, wouldn't go. Um, click like the batteries. 
uh, did. Got it jumped, took it to the uh, auto parts store, had it tested, ran it at 1500 for about five minutes, you know, when he added it on the machine. Said, no, nothing wrong with this battery. So that didn't happen again until about a week and a half ago uh, in the grocery store parking lot. Same thing. Luckily, I knew the lady next to us, and she gave me a jump, took it home, uh, put it in the barn, and been using our other vehicles uh, while we did this Jeep commercial across the state. And um, got back and tried to start it. I'd done it a couple of times after it'd been sitting, and it and it started right up. This time, it, it plays that game again. So. Am I, am I a drain on it, or is the connections bad, or what do you think? I'd, I'd say look at those connections on the battery itself. So usually, you know, between the car connections and the battery, they can get corroded. But when you put the uh, jumper cables on it, you're putting it on the outside and kind of right. bypassing that. So uh, that's, that's where I would start. Get some baking soda and water and a toothbrush out there and get those, you know, battery connections yeah. off and clean them up real good. And, and you know, okay. test go from there. Yeah. Yeah, um, they look pretty clean, but of course, when they're if the uh, cables clamped on, they're tight, and you can't really tell. But I'll I'll do that, and and, and make sure they're tight. If you can turn it by hand, they're loose. Uh, okay. Yeah, I want to want to do that. So I'll get it. I'll look at it. See what the heck. Um, and the other thing, back in the '70s, when my friend and I were going up to the uh, mountains to go skiing in the middle of the week, and we'd get behind somebody in the left lane. We always pretended we had heat-seeking missiles that would go up the uh, tailpipe on those guys. That's funny. That's good. That's funny. I know it's bad, but it's, That's it was good. what we pretended a lot, and it uh, um, sure would uh, work today, I think. That's hilarious. <laughs> but we really enjoy your show. Looking forward to the new one that you got. I heard the advertisement about the yep. We kicked it off yesterday. Had a great time. Actually, I had had a bunch of phone calls and had a great time. It'll be a fun show. Oh, I didn't know it started. Okay, yeah, it started yesterday. Friday. We got her fired up, so it's been good. Yeah, and it's just Fridays. Just Fridays, two to three. Okay. Well, I'll I could probably do it, it every day, but I'll need a few more sponsors to do that. <laughs> well, I don't know why you guys do a great job. Well, I really thank you. Appreciate all the shows that it's a joy to talk to you thank so. you jeff i appreciate that very much really do thank yep. you very much have a great weekend enjoy the snow dell is up next dell what's going on hi john how you doing i'm good sir how are you today oh not too bad i called for a couple things uh one my ex-wife when she let her cbo go out or expired and she went back to school to get it recertified and she was complaining that they had several foreigners down there that were getting their CDLs and couldn't even back up a trailer or a tractor, let alone with a trailer on it. I have seen those videos, Dell, of exactly that. Yes, yeah, that is a true yeah. statement. I have seen that. And also, the gentleman that talked about the auto theft in Denver and the surrounding yep. areas. Yep. The, I've seen several of the TV deals on them, and they're very misleading because they just say, in general, all vehicles are being stolen, and that's not true. No, it is not true. The, the newer cars with the transponder systems on it, there's only three ways to steal, and that's a key, a tow truck, or a gun. That's right. You're right. And... They, you know, the newer one, Channel 4 did a deal about a year ago 
that was really good. They they did it very well. They demonstrated the new with the new proximity keys or with the big push button. Them remotes are just a little computer, and they have a rotating code in them. And when you hit the pocket, the code changes, and they've come out with a tool from Europe that will read that code. And normally, it's about a 30-foot uh, area that it's good at. Well, this opens it up to over 100 feet where they can set two or three rows over and read the code, and then it transfers it to a hard, uh, handheld, and... All they do, just like they got one in their hand, they just walk up and unlock it and start it yep. up away. I've seen that too. Yeah, and uh, so that the the news deal because back in the when I taught auto theft investigation and techniques for CBI up at UNC, forty eight percent of all auto theft was insurance fraud. Yeah, at that time. Yeah, I, I you know what it, some of that, you know. I, some today, I know, they're just stealing, to your point earlier, Dale, certain makes models, they're targeting those vehicles. You know, for yeah. example, you have a, a Power Stroke diesel. Uh, you better keep that thing under lock and key or even an early, you know, Dodge Cummins. I mean, those particular trucks, yeah. there, there's, I don't want to say there's anything nefarious <laughs> going on when those things are stolen because those are the trucks people are looking for, and, yeah, mm -hmm. they'll just nab those. But to your point, Dale, and I've known cases along these lines where, yeah, there was a lot of hanky-panky going on with the theft of that particular oh, vehicle. Yeah, because yeah, I know the new, the ones that are really hot items right now is, like like you said, the, the Ford trucks and that, because they can take them to Mexico and get rid of them. That's but, right. And they're punching the door locks out of them. Now, they do make a kit, because I just put one in a friend of mine, Ford. They, they busted up the ignition, and they busted out the the door handle, because when you punch that lock, it breaks the door handle. And they make a kit, it's a metal plate that fits in behind the door handle, and it bolts to that lower door, that lower nut on the door handle, and it goes over the, the lock itself on the tail of the lock where it snaps in, and then it has a, a ring that goes around the outside of that, so you cannot punch it out. Hmm, interesting. And that'd be worth having. Yeah, they worked real good. And then what we did on this one hit the crew cab. So what we did on the passenger side is we took the, the locking door lock off of it and put a door latch from the back onto the front and eliminated that door lock on the passenger side. Yeah, yeah, good idea. So, and Good then one. I'm making, and I'm making an alarm system on it. It'll be a hidden switch in the back where it can, where it's a key law, a key switch that'll turn in, turn on an alarm system that'll be separate from the car's actual electrical system. Good one and, too. Yeah. And we're putting uh, freight train horns underneath. The, there you that'll go. Do it. That'll get them. <laughs> So what he wanted to put an alarm system. I said, "Why waste your money? Nobody pays attention yeah, to it." Yeah, good anymore. point. You want to draw something? That's you you draw do, attention. yeah. Because a regular alarm, nobody pays attention to anymore. They hear that and walk by. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. Yep. 
Dale Goodwin, as always, I appreciate it, sir. Got to run to a break. Wayne and Castle Rock on your suburban purchase. Hang tight. I'll give you plenty of time as soon as we come back. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. Myself, Josh Goff from Legacy up in Boulder. We will be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we're going to talk about one of the most expensive components in your whole car, the transmission, specifically the transmission fluid. You see, according to the Automatic Transmission Rebuilders Association, or ATRA, the number one cause for transmission failure is fluid failure. And the number one cause for fluid failure is heat. You see, most transmission fluids can last as long as 100,000 miles as long as the fluid stays at or below 180 degrees. According to ATRA, for every 20 degree increase in the operating temperature of that fluid, the life of the fluid is halved. That means conditions like stop and go traffic or mountain driving or the terrible Colorado weekend combination of both can quickly lead to a severe degradation of transmission fluid, thusly significantly reducing the protection needed to keep that expensive component trouble-free and fun to drive. So, what should you do? At BG, we recommend replacing any fluid prior to the point of failure. In our experience, replacing the transmission fluid every 30,000 miles and treating the new fluid with an antioxidant conditioner will protect your car for life. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio As the cold comes in, don't let the heat go out. Call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air for all of your HVAC, electrical, and boiler needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. They specialize in HVAC, boilers, and all your electrical needs. This is not the time of year to mess with heating issues. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, focused on doing the job right at an affordable price. They are a top-rated home services company with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. For a limited time, KLZ listeners who purchase a high-efficiency American Standard Furnace will receive a free air purification system. Terms and conditions apply. Call now for an estimate on your new furnace, 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You might be misinformed about your home insurance policy, and while you're making the claim is not the time to find out. Paul Lewinberger knows this and will educate you about the types of home insurance so you can make the right choices. There are three different kinds of home insurance. Structural home insurance covering the outside, 
liability insurance for if someone gets hurt on your property, and contents insurance for possessions inside the home. Paul knows that the insurance money received after a big loss is often not enough for total loss replacement. In fact, with other companies, there is no such thing as total loss replacement. That's unique to Paul. Make sure your coverage matches your premium. Otherwise, you can't have the peace of mind that you should have with insurance. Work with someone who will make sure you have the right policy. Call Paul Lewinberger at 303-662-0789 to learn about getting coverage that gives you peace of mind. Get reconnected to your food at RanchFreshMeats.com. Many online and retail stores sell ground beef made from imported frozen beef trimmings. They thaw the beef trimmings overnight, ground the beef twice, and package it with labels that say product of the USA. This is a deceptive practice, but it is allowed under current U.S. labeling laws. The ground beef options at RanchFreshMeats.com are all sourced from small family-owned companies right here in the United States. The processing plants they source from are all USDA inspected, had third-party inspections for food safety and quality, and have state-of-the-art packaging systems. RanchFreshMeats.com sells Wagyu ground chuck from Morgan Ranch, organic beef sourced from domestic grass-fed beef cattle, and Barber's Farms ground beef made in Colorado from Colorado beef. Remove the mystery of where your meat comes from at RanchFreshMeats.com. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Wayne in Castle Rock, you're next. Hey, John, how are you? We're good, Wayne. Thanks for calling, sir. You bet. Got a question for you. I have a buddy of mine that has a 2012 Suburban. Okay. It uh, has a 5.3 in it, and the engine failed. Okay. So he has it at the shop right now, and the, the shop proposed that he uh, put a, a 6-liter in it. Uh, it's a half-ton half Suburban. And um, they said it was less expensive and, and easy swap. And uh, he offered to sell me the Suburban after the new engine's installed. And I'm just wondering if that would be a good engine swap or if that's a problem. That's a deep question. Mm-hmm. Um, a, I mean, is it an easy swap? Yes. Is it as cut and dried as they make it sound? No, because a six liter, of course, requires different fuel management, and there's there's more to it than what they're really telling you. Uh, the six liter is a good, solid truck engine. I'm not going to deny that. It, it's great. The fuel economy is absolutely awful. They suck the fuel. I mean, they suck and they suck fuel. It's the biggest reason why I'm not a big six liter fan is because for fuel economy, it's far worse than the five three. The other reason why I'm not a huge six-liter fan is at the end of the day, believe it or not, the power output of the six-liter versus the 5.3, if you drove each, it's negligible. It's hard to tell that there's any better power coming out of the six-liter than there is the 5.3, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I've driven, I've owned them. So I've driven them, owned them. I mean, this is talking from experience. Josh is over here, you know, nodding his head up and down because there's not a lot of difference. I... Other than maybe just sheer expense and the fact you can find more six liters around, and maybe that's why they're recommending it, I would not do a six liter. Okay, well, it's already been ordered, and apparently they ordered the engine from Jasper. Um, good, good company. I mean, we use, you know, it's what we use. I mean, I, I'm not, not knocking yeah. them at all, but I, I'm just not a, 
again, personally speaking, just not a six-liter fan. A lot of guys are. I'm not one of them. All right. Well, I just I have a chance to buy this thing for less than ten grand with a brand new engine. So I mean that that I mean miles on the truck. at that point I mean I hope the guy's not listening, but it's probably worth ten grand with no engine. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day, you're really? not getting hurt, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Okay, so that's a fair deal. Oh and yeah, yeah. Uh, on that on a 2012. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a more than fair deal. I mean, that engine. I mean, by the time I don't know what they've told what they've told him price wise, but he's going to spend on a reman engine from Jasper seven grand probably putting that in. Yeah, pretty easy. Okay, yeah, I don't. I wasn't part of that negotiation. I I'm get, I mean, honestly, Wayne, is that a good deal? It's a steal. If he doesn't buy it, send me the name, or if you don't send me his name, I will. <laughs> I mean, I'm, de- I'm dead serious. That's not a bad deal at all. I mean, I would not do the six liter, but, you know, it is what it is. And as long as the thing you're going to have to be careful of when you get it is just make sure everything runs properly, no check engine lights, fuel, you know, fuel management is doing what it needs to and so on. That's going to be your biggest issue. Okay. Because if right. not, well, it will be an albatross. Oh, yeah. It'll be a nightmare. I'm assuming this is a competent shop. It's a shop that they've used, that he's used for years. So, um, they say they've done several of these swaps, so apparently they're familiar with the. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if they've done it, they know how to make the fuel management work and so on, because it is different. It's, it's not, it is not, despite what everybody might think, it's not a direct swap. There are things they'll have to do differently. Right, right. And what I'm trying right. to figure out is what, because they're, Jasper doesn't sell a complete engine, so they're buying a long block, because that's all Jasper's going to sell. So they're taking all of the. You know, intake injectors and everything off the five three and putting it on the six liter. I don't know how they're adjusting for all that. I don't have a clue. Because I guarantee you, a six liter injector is not the same as a five three. No, it's definitely not. So I don't know how they're well, doing I'm all sure, that. I'm sure the fuel management has to be greater. Apparently, the, the shop told them that they weren't a fan of the Chevy engines that have the displacement management tool. They can be right. an issue. Yeah. I mean, they're they're. And real quick, we should talk on that for just a moment, Wayne, because, again, there's a lot of negative connotations out there coming from, you know, inside and outside the automotive world when it comes to the, the cylinder management is what we should call it. The de- de- cylinder deactivation is what General Motors does. But I will tell you this, Wayne, and I know some folks might argue with me, but if an engine is properly maintained, and that's one of those where you've got to use a high-quality filter, keep that oil changed at 5,000 miles, synthetic only. If you do that, it's a good system, and it works well. Where most guys run into problems are guys that don't do what I just said. They use a crap filter. They don't change oil as often as they should. They don't use the right oil. They'll use a non-synthetic, thinking they're going to save some money. Even shops will tell them that. And then they wonder why the deactivation doesn't work properly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was that why GM made Dexos? That's part of why they did Dexos, yes. So, again, you know, Dexos approved, changing every 5,000, the correct oil, all of that. And I'll tell you, Wayne, in my opinion, it's sort of like in the old days when everybody gave GM a bad time about Dexcool. And I was even one of those. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll go look in the mirror. I'll point the finger back at myself. I used to say the same thing. It's crap. It's garbage. It doesn't work well. Well, I was wrong. And the reason I was wrong was because 
we didn't understand what went on inside of a cooling system with Dexcool, and we didn't realize that if the system got low and there was air in it, that's when it became acidic and it became a problem. Had we been doing maintenance like we should have been doing back then, which we all learned from this, this is kind of one of those maintenance things we learned back in the late 90s that we need to be doing this. Had we been doing proper maintenance on Dexcool systems, Dexcool is fine, there's nothing wrong with it, and I wouldn't divert from it today, but we've learned a lot in that amount of time. I think the same is true with these particular engines and what I'm talking about as it was for Dexcool back in the day. Mm-hmm. Very true. Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense. And I'll be the first one to admit our faults back then because we, even on this show, would recommend get away from Dexcool, put regular green in it. Again, this is some, you know, 20-plus years ago we were saying that. We've learned a lot since then, and I would not say, tell someone to do that today. And, again, back then switching it from, you know, Dexos to green didn't hurt anything, but we did that because we were ignorant about Dexcool. And I think a lot of folks that poke fun or, 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 or will eliminate even the cylinder deactivation on Chevy engines, on GM engines, are doing it for the same reasons we were talking about Dexcool. They're just ignorant of what's really going on there. Gotcha. All right. Well, if you don't see it and get hurt, then I'll run with You it. can't get hurt at that price. As long as things run well, there's no check engine light on it. Uh, when you get it, you know, when you start driving it, if all that's good and it runs well, and the fuel management's working properly, but yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't steer away from it. I wouldn't fix it this way, but it is what it is at this point on your end. All right. Well, I appreciate the input. Does that make sense? Yep. Got okay. It. All right, Wayne, I appreciate it very much. Bob, you got a comment on that as well. And uh, Oli, you've got uh, a question as well. Guys, real quick, what I want to do, because we were just talking about that Suburban. Bob, I'll take you before the break. Oli, hang tight. I'll get you right after the break. Go ahead, Bob. Well, John, um, a quick question first: did Josh get his license yet? Is he license is he selling cars? Not yet. It's all working with, on it. All okay. with the state right in now. process. Yeah, that's all yeah. in the state's I, hands. I happen to have a little experience with Suburbans. Uh, I just helped a school buy by a 2013 with 15,000 actual on it. Wow, nice. Three quarter ton, three quarter ton because they ha- they they're up in the mountains and they have to run nine passenger seating in a three quarter ton because they can't right. run buses up there. Um, you want to guess what I had to pay for that vehicle? Oh man, because it's a three-quarter ton, you can't hardly find any. Twenty-five grand. Twenty-five, yeah. <laughs> Forty. Jeez. Thirty-nine grand plus. Holy cow! Wow. I was way off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so was I, but they had to have it, and it, you know, we've been looking for months. Um, and, and like I said, I've I've seen these these uh, changes from the six-liter to the five-three in some. Of some of the Suburbans, which, of course, are all half-tons if they've got the 5.3. Right. Um, and I agree with you. The gas mileage is horrendous. It's awful. Uh, we expect on the, yeah, we expect on the, on the 6.0 highway, I mean, if you're lucky, 17 miles of gas. Yeah, 16.5 to 17.5, and 17.5 is stretching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you go to the, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, that was with the three-quarter, uh, with the, I'm sorry, with the half-ton, the three-quarter, is less than that, and you know they're up in the mountains, so right. they look at ten to twelve as their right. Twelve. That's all they did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Twelve all day long. It's a fact. But yeah, I just thought I'd, I'd share with you because I, I was blown away, and I mean the, the three quarter. That's unbelievable. Are, yeah, I mean you know you can you can get one of the new ones. You, you know about the ten that GM's building, right, for the government? Yeah, but it, it, can you get those in the civilian world at this point, Bob? At all, or is it only? F- yeah. It's three point six million dollars for one. Oh, there we go. Okay, thank you, thank you. There we go. 
GM is GM is collecting thirty six million to build ten of them. Jeez, I'll send you. I, I'm. I'll, I've seen I'll the article. No, I knew that, but yeah. that, it's it's a it's a government only deal, right? Right. Yeah. But they're talking about they're talking about uh, making some of the three quarter ton available. I don't know. Uh, going I, I, forward. I have a, this again. This is sorry, and I I know Oli, hang tight. Just give me a minute here to rant and rave. Bob, is General Motors just dumb as all get out? In what particular area? Well, in this particular area, you know, they want to go all electric. I get that. Whatever. More power to you. But do they not understand you could sell three-quarter ton Suburbans right now all day long? Apparently not. And I've I've never been able to figure that out. I mean, they they made them forever. Then they stopped. I don't know what knuckleheaded GM decided that was a good idea, but that guy should be canned. And they need to start production on them again. And really, it's no big deal. Just upgrade the chassis, which they used to do. Put it back on a three-quarter ton chassis like the trucks are. They already have all that. And by the way, while you're at it, put a Duramax in it, and you'll sell the Dickens out of them. Exactly. I mean, I, yeah, no, it's... I mean, uh, what what, what no morons sense. running General Motors? Uh, what is it? Mary... Uh, Mary Barra. She doesn't have a clue. Barra. Sorry, she just doesn't. Yeah, I mean... Well, you know, you get outside of, of this area, and people don't understand the mount, you know, mount driving, and they don't understand suburbans. There's a great article which I'll send you a link if you haven't seen it. it just came out today. One of the auto uh, uh, newsletters that talks about the history of the suburban going back to day one. Got some great pictures. Great try. Um, I mean, I owned gazillions of those back when I had lots of kids and all that. So, man, I you know that's exactly. a vehicle I know very very well. Yeah, and one since I have is you know six. Sons, we lived in the mountains full time. Yep, I had to get a nine. I had to get bench front seats. That's right. Carry one extra kid. That's right. But I've, yeah, you know, like you, I've carried everything in them, on them, behind them. Yeah, I never had captain's but, chairs, Bob. No, no I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyways, I'll, I'll let you do your, do your break. <laughs> oh, that's good. But no, send me that. I, I'd appreciate it. that's a great vehicle, by the way. And yeah, I don't know why General Motors can't get their stuff together and build three quarter tons of those again. They they feel like the half ton, I guess, is enough. And for a lot of guys out there, it is not. And it's pushed up the old three quarter tons, you know, price wise, just you know, through the roof. So we'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold certified auto care shop and employs ASC certified technicians. So don't be that guy. And make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. 
Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Arvada West Auto and Truck has been serving all of Western Arvada, Golden, and Wheat Ridge for more than 40 years, and they're proud to keep their customers' vehicles on the road. After starting out as a small gas station, they moved into their current building in 2004 at 11752 West 64th Avenue. Arvada West is a Napa Gold Shop, a designation only a few in the nation receive. And after 40 years of service, Arvada West Auto and Truck achieved the Napa Auto Care Shop of the Year for the Rocky Mountain Division of Napa. They'd be thrilled to welcome you to their family. Stop by or call Arvada West Auto and Truck, 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Josh Goff. Oli joining us now. Oli, welcome. What's going on, sir? Hey, uh, we just uh, drove a road trip from Seattle to Monument here to see friends, and I actually my buddy here with me. But um, in a 93 uh, E350 uh, Class C motorhome. V10? Uh, it was, we've only had it for a year, but it's been well-maintained, so okay. we think everything should be good on it. Um, but... Uh, it drove flawlessly until we were about a half mile from our friend's house, and we turned on the road, and it just died. And so I waited, tried to start it again, didn't start right away, waited a few minutes, started it up, drove it to their house, and then it kind of died again. And we haven't, haven't really tried it since then. I started it up this morning, and it ran fine. Without, I mean, just the engine ran fine. But wondering what to look at. Should we be concerned about our trip home to Seattle or... Yes. Uh, what what color? I, I assume it's a V10. Uh, no, I'm sorry. This is a 1993, and it's a 460 engine. Oh, it's a 460. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 93 would be. Sorry, my, my bad. So that's a 460. Still fuel injected, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess that would be my first question: Is do you has anybody looked at fuel pump, anything along those lines, or is pressure good? My my gut feeling is a fuel pumps. Probably that, that or that ignition control module. That's they used true. to get hot and then they'd cool down and run, and then they get hot again. And we're cold and now. On the, and on the four sixties, there was two. There was one that went on the firewall, and then the one that rode on the distributor. If it has the one on the distributor, then that's where I would start. Good point. I'd have both oh, those looked okay. at. Yeah. And given you're in Monument, our shop in Parker, which isn't far from you, Extreme Auto Repair, they've got enough shop size where they can put that inside, work on it, and so on. I would get that in there Monday. Talk to Sean uh, Ole, tell him you listen to the show, that you talk to us on Saturday. He'll take care of you. Oh, excellent. Didn't know this was going to be this good for me. I appreciate it. Let me give you their number really quick since, since I've got you. Uh, let me pull it up here really quick. Call Sean at 303-841-1071. We got it. We'll but, yes, get that done Sean. before you go here back or you're probably not going to make it home. Oh, okay. What a timely call here. I I'm glad it. you called. No, and you can listen to us up there online as well. So once you get back home, keep listening. Okay, sounds good. Oli, thank Thanks, you very guys. much. We appreciate it. Have a great trip, and welcome to Colorado. Hope you have a great stay while you're here as well. Mike and Aurora, you're up. 
Yeah, John, great show, great topic. Thank you. Um, yeah, this wasn't the topic I called upon, but if I could first uh, mention, I think Toyota, Toyota is taking the right approach, cautious approach uh, when it comes to uh, switching over to electric vehicles. For, and by the way, really quick, for yeah. everybody listening, what Mike means is their CEO knows, like Elon Musk actually even knows. He's, you know, of course, the leader in the EV world and even knows that we have to have oil. We need to have, you know, production and fuel prices need to come down. And he's even an EV guy and says that the world can't operate fully off of EVs right now. Toyota has come along and said exactly the same thing. And they've taken the hybrid approach. It's why the new Tundra pickup even is a hybrid pickup, the first of its kind, by the way. And Mike, to your point, I think Toyota really does have kudos to them they've got the right idea on this and they're they're doing a half and half where you know you're still going to have that that advantage of having you know josh has a four by e jeep it's a similar situation his is a plug-in jeep but still has batteries engine all that so you can still drive coast to coast if you want to toyota's taking that same approach it's not all electric and i think that's the way to go yeah it is the way to go yeah, uh, because it's just uh, as you pointed out, we just we can't we we just can't muster the infrastructure the no. infrastructure no. to go all electric. That's vehicles. correct. Yeah, uh, yeah. The thing I I was wondering about uh, you talked about uh, fogging plastic lenses. I'm wondering if the newer vehicles are if they've reformulated if they're any better. I haven't really. You know that more than I would. Yeah, I mean, it's still everything that's seven years old or older is still fogging up. So, And that's about how long it takes yeah. on them, about five to seven years before they fog up on the originals. So, And mm-hmm. they they still we still do it all the time or still have it all the time. Yeah, I, I, Mike, I wish I had a better answer for you on that, but I, I don't see the used ones like Josh does, although in our fleet, I will tell you that just looking inside of our own fleet, I, I don't think Josh is incorrect at all because i don't see much difference on mm-hmm. you know even even though the newer trucks you know granted my brand new ones there's no issues with but you start getting five years or age or so on them and on the fleet which they're not cared for like we would personally because it's in my fleet they're just they're out every day they're getting used hard and so on and yeah i can't see much difference in that end of it at all is it uh, just the outside UV exposure? Yep. I, part of it, I think, is our elevation doesn't help us either. That and all the, the stuff, the grime, chemicals, all the that. grime. Yep. Even car washes, I think, are, are part of the problem. I agree. In my book, they I are. I agree. I agree. The one thing I think you can do, which I do on my own personal vehicles, is clear brom. You know, there's, a, there's you know, Troy up at Novus up in uh, up in Wyoming even talked about there's even some spray clear bra now you can put on headlights and things like that that I think really do help. If you can do that early on, I think that helps. What if you combine polishing with that clear bra? Well, once you get them all nice and clean and clear, the clear bra would do everything after that. You wouldn't have to do anything else. Okay, you you probably wouldn't have to worry about polishing them. Shouldn't have to. The clear bar should help that, but very few people do that, so I don't know if I can tell you whether it works or not because I don't know anybody that's ever tried it. Yeah. But it should work. I mean, it's a a small area. Right. I I think you can do that sometimes. Can a person do that themselves? I guess. I... You have to buy the film. If you can buy the film, I suppose you could. 
I've never done it personally, so I've never done a clear bra or the lights myself. I've always had somebody do it because, no offense, that's like putting window tin on. It's just it's tedious, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you got to have all the right stuff and tools and, and the right conditions and clean, and I just, I've never messed with it. Mike, i got to run to our top-of-the-hour break. If you want to call back after the hour, feel free to do so. Conrad, hang tight. I'll talk to you as soon as we come back. This is Top of the Hour. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.